Warning, this episode of Dwarf Fortress Round Table has very little structure, and may induce a confused urge to complain about undead sieges. Welcome to Dwarf Fortress Roundtable, the podcast for all things dwarfy. I'm Jonathan. I'm Roland. I'm Tony. And we are back for another episode to talk about Dwarf Fortress. Yay! Let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) So it is just after the start of October, and we were talking about this off air a moment ago, but I found it very interesting that we are getting a change of the name of the Mason's Workshop. It is going to be... Um, is it Stoneworker or Stonecutter? I really hope it's Stonecutter. I, I think that it is the Stoneworker's Workshop, and the person who yeah. does it is a Stonecutter. Uh, all right, that's what oh, I'm talking about. The see. Simpsons. So, so fill me in. Uh, fill me in on this reference Tarns of The Simpsons, Simpsons uh, because I obviously I haven't <laughs> seen I haven't seen an episode of The Simpsons in probably ten years. So, so I just looked it up. It's the episode is called Homer the Great, and it's season six, episode twelve. So still within the good zone of mm-hmm. Simpsons episodes. What is that like season eight, season one to season eight, or something like that? Uh, and and the premise is Homer. You know, he, you know, I think it's kind of like a playing on the idea of the Masons and, and, um, and then Homer gets to, to join them. And there's a, it's classic Simpsons. There's a song about the stonecutters and what they do. And yeah, anyway, well, well worth checking out. And I really hope that Tarn and Zach are throwing in this, this classic Simpsons reference. Okay. So this is from the Bay 12 forums, the, the future of the fortress update for October. Uh, the question is uh, the new video of Zach playing a desert fort has a stone workers workshop seemingly instead of a Mason's workshop. And he's asking, uh, what's the deal with that? And then Tarn responds with, yeah, we redid all the stone jobs and names. The whole Mason thing has been bothering me for years and years. He likes it better now. So there are now stone cutters, stone carvers, engravers and masons stoneworker is the skill group word like woodcutter or crafts dwarf so it made the most sense for the shop to be the uh the stoneworker shop so it could almost be called the stone carver's shop but then the engraving for slabs would have to be done over at the crafts so he's also going to be um uh mixing up who gets to do what jobs because some things that are done in the in the stone crafts uh, the 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 crafts dwarf shop there's overlap with Mason, so. Let's see. It says Mason's going to just be used for stone building and placement. Oh, that makes sense. That makes sense because masonry is not is not sculpture. Yeah, it's making the walls, yeah. isn't it? That's the way I'd always thought of it. In my mind, it was the people who built the actual walls and put the bricks together and the cement between it and all yeah. that kind of. So I'll put a. I'll Jazz. put a link to the in the show notes to the uh, to the future of the fortress. It's also linked from the Bay Twelve Games uh, site for for this month's update. So, okay, yeah, that's going to be kind of neat. I, I'm I have found that I that I end up using. Uh, let me rephrase that. I agree that I have looked at the Crafts Dwarfs shop and and some of the jobs that they do. and Go well, geez, that should be over there in the in the Mason shop because. It's it's utilitarian. 
this isn't a craft job. Making a slab isn't necessarily what who makes the slab? Uh, the mason workshop. And the craft the slab. carves it. I do believe. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that does make sense. Uh, um, we also got a question. Um, do we think this will separate wall smoothing and wall engraving? But I, I really doubt it because it's like deeper down the road of uh, raws. You know, it's not gonna. I don't think it's gonna split separate smoothing out. I think that smoothers and engravers. Well, no, um, take that back. I take that back. This is a quote from Tarn Adams. <clears throat> Let me put the echo in the God voice here. Stone cutters do the fortifications and smoothing, while the engravers still engrave walls and floors. So those are going to be specialized things now, because right now the engravers both do the smoothing and the and the 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 engraving of the walls and floors, right? I see. So we get some um, wall smoother dwarfs and some engraver dwarfs. That will Interesting. subtly change hmm. my. Uh, strategy it will certainly change clino devs crafts dwarf uh embark yeah. profile yeah i'll i'll tell you what i used that one after uh either it was our last recording or maybe a conversation we'd had on the discord uh fired into that one all ready to go and i've rarely have i died faster <laughs> in a door fortress scenario than that one so I guess there's some more research that like, needs to well, be we done. Do that again. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're all dead. <laughs> okay. Well, um, so I'm sure there's a strategy there that 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 can be used because um, Clino Devon's not mean, um, so he's, he doesn't strike me as cruel. So uh, <laughs> there's there's something I'm not getting. I've had yeah. three fortresses now that I've used Clino Devs. Uh, embark profile, the crafts dwarf embark profile, or crafts lords, I guess it is embark profile. Okay, and two of them have ended in two years. One of them is still going. All right, but the well reason done. they ended in two years has nothing to do with the embark profile. That part was going really well. I'm very happy with that. Uh, the reason that they ended in two years is with like thirty dwarves in my fortress. Before two years is up, I keep getting invasions of undead. Mm, that'll do yeah, it. So, yeah, okay. Yeah, I feel you here in this particular world. So I'm wondering if this is an issue with the world. It's a 250-year-old world to start with, and I have started my three embarks in three very widely spaced locations on the map. It is a small map. It's not a pocket, but it is, uh, it is a small map, so that may have something to do with it. But uh, – mm. Yeah, so yeah, there's something about that where you can have these scenarios where the undead get just a bit too powerful and um and then end up wiping everyone else out and then all you have is basically just undeads everywhere. Hey, I got a question for you guys. So, you know, I said that that this is my first two fortresses have died from undead invasions. Well, I'm on my third fortress in this world mm -hmm. and I had during the beginning of year two, I had the announcement again saying, everybody get away, the dead walk. And I thought, well, mm -hmm. great. You know, it's happening again. I'm going to toast this world. But then they never showed up. Uh, so yes. it said the dead I walk. It pulled me to the location where they supposedly were coming onto the screen, but they didn't show up. So I'm taking that 
as a forewarning, and I scrambled together about half my population of 40-something to be uh, squads. And I remember to hook up my bridge to my lever this time. So, um, so, but have you, have you folks seen that before? Oh, yes. Um, yes. It, it can happen if an army is on the march and is just walking through your territory without actually wanting to attack you. So you still get the type message of like, oh, shit, an army is coming. Uh, be careful, but the army is in fact waging war on somebody completely different than you. I've I've seen that particular thing, Roland, where um, it it ends up basically just being one necromancer or two necromancers just coming through, and for whatever reason, they haven't brought their squad hmm. with them. Yeah, it can also happen with like goblin armies or human armies. But um, I had it happen a few, few versions even back uh, with the Goblin Army already. So this is this is not really a new thing. It'll be interesting to see what the the trade or the uh, yeah the the Mountain Homes liaison has to add to the world history whenever they come next time. It'll be interesting to see if there's been any activity near me. I don't like the idea of being you know Belgium between Germany and France. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have the great chocolate, though, and the beer, so that's important. <laughs> Who's going to enjoy it if everybody's zombies? Well, everyone can enjoy Belgian beer, um, zombie or not. I feel like we can all come together on that. I hope I have my historical reference right. It was Belgium that that was that was uh, the waypoint between Germany and France in World War II, right? Do not ask me historical questions. <laughs> This segment is brought to you by the Barricaded Peppers, first tavern in Outpost Tecudnell, pick hour. All visitors are welcome. Come join tavern keeper Justin Lothamer in a mug of blueberry wine and a plate of cave lobster and plump helmets. The Barricaded Peppers is convened on the 14th Z level of pick hour. Okay, what other news happened since we uh, since we last got together? Let me believe that we've had another release of the Lazy New Pack with some uh, new stuff in it, but I'm not sure what the new stuff is. It... is in oh yeah, that's from... Sarant's, uh starter pack. Yep. What was it? So it's up to release six now. Let me have a look. I, and, uh, I only want us to have the freshest information here. We talked about five coming out. I want to say. Yeah, this is yes. five is what's out now. So we've talked about that. Five is what's out. All right. Well, I'm, you know, I'm still catching up here in this game. You see. Uh, yeah. No, I, and I didn't really know what was uh, what was different there. It, it was like the one it, that has the we talked about you know, the, the, the world speed increase with uh, with uh, DF hack is in it. Oh right, I thought there was a newer one than that. Even okay, maybe there is. Right. Maybe nope. I'm just I, missing. I see it. that I am. I am. Uh, it says last updated September fifth. So I don't think you are. I think I just have a funny uh, time dilation situation going on. Um, so have you guys had a chance to play any of uh, this here video? I game? sat down last night and played, and like I said, that was my second fortress, and it got you know 
toasted by undead. And then I started a third fortress in this world. So, Right. How about you, Roland? Um, well, <laughs> uh, I managed to only play very little myself, but I did manage to get somebody to listen to us and to download the game. Cool. So I have to explain to them how this Six game works. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and uh, so far, it's working pretty well. But uh, it, it's such a throwback to, to like the start, you know. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you, you need cups, you know. You, you need goblets. Your, your dwarves are drinking with their bare hands. And she's like, how do I do that? And I'm like, right, okay. Um, hmm. www.dwarfortresswiki.org <laughs> Basically. But she is also straight up refusing most of the um, tutorials on the internet. Well, so, you know, that's, that's not well, helping. Well, you know, I do get that. It, I do think that I liked the uh, Tor Fortress Wiki quick start tutorial for learning better than the ones on the internet. So I think that I'm, you know, a go by the book, follow along with a book kind of learner. So maybe maybe she's like that, too. I, I suppose, I suppose. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I myself uh, sat down without any tutorials and learned it. It just took like three years. Um, so it's it's doable. Of course, if she's uh, just, you know, refusing to do any tutorials and trying to get it just from the game interface and using the built-in help, then, you know, mm. uh, I, I, feel, I feel bad yeah, for her. Yeah, that's not going to go well. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's um, it it can be a little overwhelming. I I know we've talked about this before, but uh, I I found the Paradexus Arant um, tutorial to be just great, it kind of giving me enough confidence to get moving and get going. And I think Paradexus said that that was even an iteration of something they'd found earlier. So, but but I found that one really straightforward because there's a save game attached to it, and so. You know, it's like, do this, okay, and then do this, okay. So there's a certain amount of predictability that can go with it as you're learning. I found that kind of helpful. And then that's the last time I ever touched a tutorial or looked at anything really other than the stuff that Paranoid Metroid has put out. And um, Dastastic I found pretty useful too for tutorials. But yeah, um, I don't know if I could learn just using the wiki. I think I'd be inundated or overwhelmed. There is the quick start, and it is a step-by-step hit this button, hit this button, you know, okay. make a rectangle with these, with these buttons and hit enter. So that one is an exact step-by-step step and it gets you through far enough to where it feels. And I agree that you can basically sustain a basic fort for a season or two. And then you just start using the wiki as a, as a reference. I still use the wiki as a reference every day. Yeah, I just, just, I yeah. yeah, no, of course. The wiki is great. Uh, even just for uh, going on the wiki and clicking on random page for like three hours a day because <laughs> you have nothing else to do. <laughs> Never happened to me, though. But uh, it's great uh, fun. Must, must be nice. <laughs> so um, I'm, I'm kind of looking at this and... Um, 
what I've noticed is unlike every other iteration that I've played in this particular world, which I'm going to pull up right now, where I get no migrants and usually teeming hordes of undead, for some reason, this one, I'm getting lots of migrants. It almost is feeling like a bit of a refugee fort. I don't What's know if population? that's something you guys have ever seen before. So it's now up to 55, and I think it was 42 when we started, and we just so we just got a big migrant wave. <laughs> yeah, that's one thing that I found annoying about this world that I'm in now. Before, and I don't know if this still is still uh, valid from the game itself, but I would never get a goblin siege until I had, I think it was 60 dwarves. So that was like the trigger. At 60 dwarves, you can get a goblin siege. Well, these undead really just don't care about any of that. Right. They don't, they don't care. Yeah. I think that's a safe way to, to put it. Um, I've never seen a goblin siege in any world that I, in any of these worlds that I've built in this one. I don't even know if there are goblins still alive. I think the undead might've killed them all. Cause usually it's just, you know, 10,000 undead come in and I'm done either FPS or otherwise. Yeah. I was kind of thinking also just sort of using this as a as a reference for things that I'm, that I don't quite understand. But one thing that I don't get, and maybe we talked about this last time was I still don't really get the ascending and descending levels in your fort with ramps. Um, that seems to be a really popular way of doing it. I, I end up with just trap dwarves. And so I'm not sure what I'm doing wrong here or different or what I should be doing differently. I just, I've had lots of luck with stairwells, but not so much with ramps. Okay, so uh, what I hear is um, next podcast episode will be just a tutorial on how to do rams, apparently. <laughs> okay, because uh, I do rams everywhere. Okay, Metroid's okay, job. So he needs me. to do the tutorial on making ramps. <laughs> yes, yes. He can probably even explain it better than I do. But um, I do rams everywhere. So do you have to do an no, up no, no, and no, a down? No. Hmm? What you, so what you do, no, no, make yeah, a yeah. three by five, sorry, like say make a three by six rectangle and the left half of that mm-hmm. channel, then go down a level, make another three by three rectangle that's attached to that and channel it. Then go down another level and make a three by three rectangle that's attached to that and channel it. So, so you're just, channeling, is, just channeling basically. Yeah. Okay. You're not having to carve up ramps. Okay. I think I've done something where I've gotten people trapped before. Yeah. Yeah. That usually happens if you do the channeling on the same spot as before. You have to hop one spot further every single time so that it becomes like a stairway that is very, very large. You know, like one level here, down, next level, one further, down. um, So that you always have uh, the ramp. And one spot where the ramp is like ejecting to, so mm. the because the the, the ramp is kind of weird, you know, it, it it's this little triangle, and the thing is, the ramp goes in the very direction of the next wall. So if the on on the side where the uh, the triangle is free and has no wall next to it, then there is no ramp, and the ramp goes away from that very block. I get my meaning. And what you do is each level, if you want to have a really tight, uh, tight uh, spiral ramp set, every level down, you alter your next direction of your new uh, three by three squares. You alter it 90 degrees from the level above it. So it's basically doubling around under itself. 
So every fourth level, okay. you will be on the same set of squares that you did uh, four levels above. Okay, I thought I had done that. I think I've obviously... I, I have more uh, practice to do here, I think. And that's the joy of the game. All visitors are invited to the Barricaded Peppers, Outpost Pick Hours Founding Tavern, to listen to epic tales of heroism and tragedy. As we check in, visiting poet Klinadev is reciting an epic poem of how in year one, the clean society of the Union of Jester, founded Cake Squeezed. Don't miss it. I, I don't, I don't know. What do you guys do with Krendels? I just kill them. Very much kill well, on sight. You know, um, I don't want to say the F word here, but I might have a slight interest in putting out massive amounts of eggs in my fortresses because it's like free food out of nowhere. Wait, do Krendels even lay eggs or am I getting mixed? Mi no, they, mixing they, they do lay eggs. I only yeah. found that out because I watched What's-His-Name's videos on this and he was talking about that they, that they lay lots of eggs. So that was good, fascinating good. to me. Good. <laughs> For a second I was like, wait, am I, am I insane? But um... No, you are sane. Yeah, the egg laying. Thanks, Brian. Okay, so uh, these egg laying creatures, they don't really give that much meat. So for meat production, they're rather useless. I mean, they give like uh, two to six meat, which is, I mean, it's something, but it's not really what you're really interested in. However, they can lay between five and 20 eggs. And that is amazing. So if you manage to uh, get some in a cage trap, you can tame them, you can put them in a room, and you can start producing eggs like what? crazy. What? And the same thing also works with like cave alligators because they also lay a lot of eggs. But it's They're better. very bitey. The cave alligators yeah. get very bitey. Um, yes. But crundles less so. Everyone freaks out about crundles, but they don't bite, do they? They just annoy. They're also really small. They're like, what, the size of a large dog? So they're not really terrifying. I mean, they can scratch your dwarves, they can bite a little bit, but they're no danger to your dwarves, really, unless yeah, they, they come in stuff. large groups. Are they yeah. reptilian? Yeah. I never thought of a, of a crundle as being reptilian. I think they're a... Actually, I always thought they're like amphibians. But, uh, I, don't, I, don't, I always I thought them as being uh, humanoid, and of course, humanoid does not in this universe uh, rule out being amphibian or reptile. But uh, yeah, I always thought of them as more like tiny kobolds. Well, wait, kobolds are kind of reptilian though, so yeah, maybe they are. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and they're supposed to be rep, rep like remnants of kobold, huh? Do you guys ever have merchants that come and then just get stuck? I have them avoid me. And don't move? I have them show up and then gripe because they can't pull their, pull their trailer in. So they just have a few people come up and, and squat on my on my trade depot. So I have I have some that they that they just complain 
or they're just stuck. I, I don't, I don't know why oh, they're hey. stuck. I don't know what's happening. I, uh, I, my latest fortress after it was built after we uh, had our last show, and I am now trying out your method, Tony, of taking a hole straight down, putting the the trade depot right beside it, then building a wall around it. So. It seems to be working mm-hmm. out pretty well so far. And I, again, I did hook up my lever to my drawbridge this time. Oh, see, that's good. I've, yeah, I tend to forget that until the siege comes and then they go, uh oh. And hey, Paranoid Metroid, if you are uh, taking requests, here's a micro tutorial to, to, to talk about two level walls, because I still can't figure the stinking things out. Uh, the only way that I've figured out how to build a two-story high wall is to put it up against a hill slope so that I can walk onto the second level from the first level. I want to... Oh, you build ladders. I've got ladders. I don't... I mean, you build uh, stairways, rather. So you have to build... So the way I do this is I go up to the wall that I've built, and then I build... um, You can, I guess, build an up-down staircase. I've done that. And then you go up one Z-layer, and then you build another up down staircase on top of the one that's right below the one you just you built build, and then it'll let you build on top you of your wall build an up down staircase i mean i know you can carve an up down staircase yeah. with, with d and you can designate an up down staircase in an existing rock but can you build an up down staircase out of it. out of you know in a tile like you can an up staircase yeah i think it's b capital c capital x that does hmm. that if i'm if i'm not mistaken Okay. Well, I will try it again because I do. I want to build my my wall at least three or four high, just because I I want to do that. Oh, this is this is purely aesthetics for it's just in my head because I don't have to do this. But my bridge is four tiles long, right? It's three wide by four long, and whenever I lift the drawbridge, I want to have the drawbridge to come up and not slam into a wall. I know that in the game that doesn't matter, right? Am I making sense mm, at all? I'm not sure. Um, okay. I mean, I, I think I know what you're saying, but I don't know why you're saying it. My bridge is four is four tiles long. Yeah. If I lift it up, then in real world, it should slam into whatever is one Z level above it. Right. Yes. Like smash it. So if you had a, a wall above it, it should. Right. But it that. doesn't. And you don't have to build a wall. But above it does. It. You can be in a, in the underground cavern, you can have a drawbridge that is 20 tiles long on one Z level yeah. and you can raise it just fine. That shouldn't yeah. work in real life because you don't have room. No, That's correct, I found yeah. underground, like if you dig a tunnel and you make your Z level, if you make your bridge too long, it won't come up. Really? I've that happen. I have not run into that. Yeah. So that like in this streaming fort, I've just built one that's basically a four by, it's basically a two by two square uh, because anything larger than that I found wouldn't do its thing. And I only found that out one time because I got killed. Which is, I guess, how you learn everything here. Huh. That's not been my experience. I build like three by five bridges uh, cutting into the side of the hill, and they seem to raise in one Z level just fine. Um, Yeah. Bridges are kind of a funny one for sure. Um, Yeah. I think I'm 
I'm kind of wondering if there's going to be some balancing out of how powerful undead get at the end of the game. Yeah. Like at the end of the game in an old world is what I'm trying to say. I, I wonder if that's something that um, Mr. Adams. Well, I've got a young world and they still, it. I've not been able to beat them yet. When they show up, yeah. it's pretty much game over. It's a matter of time. Yeah. I don't have a good, I don't have a good success rate. Like uh, I find even a small undead siege will will very quickly overwhelm my doors, and they don't. If anybody has successfully well. repelled an undead siege with an army, who's listening? Uh, send us an email about that. DF round t- oh, sorry, urist at dfroundtable dot com. U r i s t at dfroundtable dot com. Because I want to know if anyone has done that, and if so. I'd like some tips. Yeah, I mean, technically, right? The breaking point is just your dwarf's ability to stay alive. Because, uh, let's be honest, a dwarf that is clad in, let's say, iron or steel armor and has a steel mace and a shield is faring very well against a zombie horde however the actual breaking point is just his endurance at some point the dwarves will tire they will fall to the ground and then they easy meet and the zombies don't tire that's the breaking point the zombie is not that hard to kill Uh, they don't tend to be very fast they're very strong but they can't tire. So that's the problem. So if you're uh, able to split up a undead siege into like small portions via, for example, uh, bridges or like extra rooms, um, then you can kill the small portions one by one. Okay. Well, that resource that I was asking for happens to be on the podcast right now. <laughs> Roland, <laughs> yes, to uh, hi, it is me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hello. Good to be here. <laughs> well, I had no idea. Okay, so yeah. That's, yeah, because I um, I started doing this when I had like a way too massive uh, siege going on. And I was like, okay, this is, this is not going to go well. You know, this is like more zombies than I have everything, including animals here. So what I did was... I um, had a long entryway into my fortress. I put my uh, my squad down so they, they were not close to the entrance. And then I just put uh, the lever on repeat. So they kept slamming it open and shut, open and shut, open and shut. <laughs> and um, sometimes the zombie would get smashed. Sometimes uh, a zombie would get through. But most of the zombies would not go through. So I always had like a very slow trickle of zombies, like one, two, maybe three zombies at once come down, get beaten up by my dwarves, but they don't see the next one. So they don't um, run to the entrance and get smashed by my own drawbridge, right? And they're always just saw the, saw the one and then the next one and then the next one. And that worked great. However, it took me like almost two hours. <laughs> So, uh, yeah. Okay, so I guess preparation is the key if you want to defeat the zombie horde. <laughs> yes. So if they take you by yes. surprise, 
you're in trouble. You're doomed. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. And you're the better armor you have, that's good. But I think what is actually giving you the best advantage is just specific weapon groups. So if you have one squad of maces and one squad of hammers, uh, then you're already faring way better than if you have like one mixed squad or one squad made of axes because that's just gonna bring it down worse because you know you, they they chop off limbs yeah. the limbs come back and then you, suddenly you have like two zombies and is the key. Two. Oh, yes, yes, yeah, yes. right because you can't chop them because they just yeah. they're unchoppable so smashers so silver warhammers and things like that gold warhammers whatever would be good yeah, I've got a heavy. Everything right now things. is bronze that I'm making because um, that's what I uh, that's the ore that I brought with me. I still haven't found any good uh, metal ore for at least with this uh, with this particular uh, fortress yet. It's like it's a little bit over a year old. So, but yeah, I've got I've got a bunch of uh, bronze maces and bronze hammers, and I've got five. And I don't have a whole. Uh, squad that is dedicated to each but i have half of the people running maces and half of the people running hammers yeah that's already something up. yeah that makes sense mr gutsy has established the umber crevice guild hall to the mining trade even though Outpost Pick Hour has not yet been petitioned for the establishment of a miner's guild, Mr. Gutsy is confident that his immaculate preparation will soon draw attention from one of the most respectable mining foundations of the fleshy hairy swords. Visitors are welcome. For now. Do you guys know how to view um, petitions that have, like, you know, if you go through and you accept a petition and then you forget? Because I think I do yeah. that sometimes. How do you um, view those? Do you know? You can't. Yeah. Uh, uh. I, I'm pretty sure there is a DF hack uh, command for it, but uh, in the base game, you can't see it. And it's really annoying. What I do is mm, I is. go to my locations. I'd love that. And I take a look and see. Like let's say that they that you have a uh, have a temple that uh, that that they that they've been requested and it has to be to a certain level. Then I will go to that and it gives me clues as to which one I'm working on and what level it's at. Right, agreed to build temple. So so you so so basically, yep, done it. Now it needs oh I see gotcha and it needs a dance floor and then it yeah. tells you all the extra stuff it needs it needs boxes and bags so while it's not a history of your petition array of things which will be great that's the closest thing as far as agreements to build it's the same thing for uh, mm. for uh, guild halls you'll get the same thing for that temples and guild halls both will show you that uh, you know at so and so level it will it will reach the the level of guild hall or whatever and they get really really angry when you don't complete their petitions don't they yeah 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 they sometimes really do um i had a man just like punch my mayor <laughs> because uh <laughs> um i forgot what kind of god he was actually <laughs> petitioning his temple for because he himself uh prayed to three and i was like oh damn okay which one was it so i 
I did not manage to make a temple for all three, and then he went up to my mayor, was like, "Crunch, that's your and nose gone." It turns gone. out it was the Sopranos god. <laughs> <laughs> San Bruno, the patron saint of kicking your butt. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a problem. Yeah, they, they, I mean, we might not take it very seriously, but boy, they sure do. Whenever I agree yeah. to do a temple or a guild hall. Because I have forgotten them in the past, now, as soon as I agree to the petition, I make it happen right then. And that's my sole yeah. focus until it, it reaches the level that, that they want it. And I won't agree to another petition until that happens. Because they don't seem to get too mad if you just ignore the petition until it goes away. At least I haven't noticed any uh, yep. any I think uh, drawback of that. No, I think you're right. I think they're pretty cool. Pretty cool cucumbers about that. They're like, hey, you know what? If you can't get to it, don't worry about it. But if you oh, if well, you agree to it, they freak yeah. out. Yeah, uh, like if you never accept it, and if you never try it, they're just a bit sad. They might go into the ca- tavern, cry a bit, like ooh, and and drink a beer. But uh, that's usually about it. However. If you just don't manage to do it, they're like, wow, okay, you're a terrible mayor. I hate you. You're a scumbag. Yeah, they, they t- it suddenly turns into hatred. Yeah. Yeah, I like, yeah. I definitely like um, it. I've had some problems. I, with I like that. the addition of the, the requested guild halls and, and, uh, and the, the temples. In fact, I would have to say that that is my favorite addition of the, uh, uh, Oh boy, what's the version of Dwarf Fortress we're on now? Um, 47.04, right? It's hard to keep, uh, hard to remember 05. with all of the, uh, all of the updates. 47.05. Oh, okay. But whenever they came out with the, the 47 series from whatever the old one was back a couple of years ago at the beginning of 2020. 19? Boy, in the before times. In the before times. Well, what? When did we have the Adams Brothers on? Was that at the beginning of 2020 or the beginning of 2019? I think that it was actually just the beginning of 19. Uh, yeah. DFRoundtable.com. So it was <laughs> .44. And uh, let's see, we got the first update of 47 that came out in January of 2020. Yeah. Wow. It seems like it was and so much it longer was than that. basically that. that yeah, uh, and then there was 47.05 that came out. Boy, that's weird. A year later, did 47.05 really come a year later? Yeah, it was a Gosh, it was a uh, one of the bug fix uh, updates that wasn't that it started out after he had already started working on the Steam stuff, the graphic stuff. That's right. That's right. It, it was, was kind of a maintenance yeah, a maintenance release, right. if you will. That's right. A year later. Okay. After it. So we've probably got, looking at this, we've got like basically two years between releases. My favorite feature, I think, of uh, 47.xx series is the guild halls and the temples because it's a nice intermediate goal that the game asks of you that gives you some direction. I, I really enjoy, I enjoy those. And I like I like making them fancy and looking yeah, like discotheques. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean with like gem windows that blink? Yeah, and just just making them really fancy and and you know having piles and piles of uh, of of 
trinkets along the walls on pedestals and I don't guess that's what a discotheque looks like, but yeah. And lots of dancing. I like dancing. <laughs> I don't guess guild halls do a whole lot of dancing. The temples sure do, though. What did you just do? Are you- <laughs> just told him to mine out. There was a okay. little lake here <laughs> on this Z level, and I just told him to knock the wall out to see what would happen. Some people just like to and watch Noah the And Noah Dwarf burn. is loading up a boat. Yeah, nothing really happened. It's these these small pools of surface water, I think, act as water generators. And that's kind of what I was experimenting with here. Now that this thing's been ruptured, will it just dry up and go away? Or will it yes. continue to so generate water? So by a water generator, do you mean the no. spring? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we do have a word in English for that. <laughs> Thank you. Well, uh, sadly, that it doesn't work that way. I had the same idea as you. However, um, they they don't drain through the clay that is on the floor. But if you break it open and they um, flood out like that, then the drainage is suddenly way higher. Because uh, okay. the only way they actually do get water in this, the rainfall, and not just like a magic spring. So for the people who are listening to the podcast but aren't watching the live stream, we're talking about the puddles that show up on the surface and uh, the pockets of... Uh, of of um, like small lakes exactly, or something, yeah. you know, like those those bits of surface water that aren't streams, but um, but aren't you know, but aren't like you know just one or two dots, like a, like a clump of actual looks like a little pond. Is that or what something. the fishermen oh, always call swamps? You know, the northern swamps have no fish, etc. Oh, I wonder. Okay. Yeah. Czar, new patron of the Temple of the Responsible Zeal, invites you to come meditate and praise your chosen deity. The Responsible Zeal is a non-denominational temple with two musical instruments to accompany your dance of worship. Czar and the Responsible Zeal is located across from the Barricaded Peppers in Outpost Tecudnal and welcomes all visitors. Hey, Tony. Um, yes. Uh, and this may end up getting cut out of the podcast, but could you go down to the mm-hmm. uh, to the wall that you had built up around your outside of your fortress and show me uh-huh. building a step up to start a second layer on it? You bet. Awesome. Let's do that right now. Okay. So here's our... So for those not uh, able to see the stream, what I've, I've gone to the surface and I've built a large outdoor wall out of stone. So I'm going to build an up-down stair. Now, I found a problem with doing this because it also punches a hole in a level below. So if you're going to flood this, it will flood Can you not just do an upstair? So just keep that in mind. You probably could. I just... I get worried that they're not going to be able to figure that out. So I build up downstairs because I always seem to figure that out. So I've made the request to build it, and this little character is dropping, schlepping it over. So now I've gone up one Z level, and then I click where that up downstairs was, and it says open space, which is fine. And then I'm going to build another up downstairs on top of it, and it lets me do that. And then oh, so that's that's the, that's the trick there. It's it. that second one, I guess that, yep. that 
is required yep. and I never did. So I would say, I have a stairway right there. Why can't you idiots climb it? <laughs> so they'll have problems um, with this tree branch. You can see it's yeah, kind of I've overhanging seen, I've had that wall. happen before. You so cut I'm the gonna, tree and it will, it will fix itself. Yeah. We're going to take that. Give yourself a hole in the, uh, in the but, ceiling. Uh, yeah. Yeah, when, it, when it comes doomed. to stairways, you can always imagine them as only going half a block, like half a block down, half a block up. So to reach one block up, you need two stairways because you need one that extends half a block up. And then you need one on top of that that also reaches another half a block. So you have the full block if you get my drift. The other challenge yeah, that, that so, I've yeah. had to deal with is um, when you're building the walls, like I've done, I've built one block way down here. If you build, if you tell it to build a huge long string, sometimes they'll build the very first block in the string and then they can't get to the ones behind I've it. I've had that happen too, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so then you have to build the stair often, somewhere else. Or I just have them build a floor next to the walls that I want to build on the inside and then they can just do it. And then I've got a walkway up at the top. And sometimes then instead of walls, I'll build fortifications. So in theory, they would, it's just the fortifications are a great place for them to throw their crossbows out at the attacking enemies. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it has been a long time since we've done an episode about archers. Maybe we're due. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> hey, have we got to the bottom of the archer situation yet? You know, I have had much, much more success with archers uh, over the last year or so oh, than no. I had before that. So <laughs> there's a there's a whole series on BBC Radio Four called The Archers. I recommend people check that out if you have questions. Is it about, about dwarf archers? This, uh, this podcast. <laughs> I think our, our 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 British listeners will will know what that means. It's this really crazy scenario called the archers it's like a drama that's been going for like 50 years and it's about a farm community and it's i mean i'm sorry people that love it it's god awful um but anyway yeah like anyway. general hospital right um, yeah it's been going on for 50 like years every day without, yeah it's the same pablum regurgitated again and again and again and again and again and again cool well thank you for uh for oh, showing dear, me how got- to uh how to do the uh, that? Yeah. I will be trying so, that with my with my fortress later today. And then Roland mentioned in one of our other episodes about wall building that it can often be better to build it as an overhang. So if you think if you do like what I just did, you know, so I'm going back up to the to this to the Z level that's the top of my existing wall, and then I'm going one out of that yep. wall of that current yep. wall, and then now I'm going to do it as an overhang. And it seems like physics would prevent you from doing that on in our world but i think dwarven physics well we all know work a bit differently oh so, so that way you can make an arch over the in river our world uh you know what that is a really cool idea <laughs> yeah that's awesome i didn't think about that you could totally do that i guess you could do that yeah if you if you did this from both sides yep. oh that's cool yep yeah. Yeah, you can do that. But the the good part about that is now um, it is so much harder to climb your wall because just climbing a straight wall can can easily be done. And if somebody is somewhat proficient in climbing, it will be done. But this way, they just get stuck uh, below that overhang and can't really go around. Sometimes they still manage to get around, but... Then I'm, I'm talking about like legendary climbers, like cats or something. They can still shuffle around, 
but your normal goblin uh, will just get stuck and like hang on the wall for like two years or something. So if you create an overhang like that, uh, I, I want to say cantilever, is that the architectural term for it? But, uh, yeah, but yeah if, you right. make a, if you make an so, overhang yeah. like that, would that be a good place to put your fortifications in that overhang? Mm, I'm not sure if uh, it would generate problems with people trying to climb over or through the fortifications. I, I'm not certain about gotcha. that. But I can tell you this. They can get shot from below if you do it with uh, fortifications. So I would always suggest doing a double overhang where you have one floor and then the fortifications so that they can't get shot from below, but they can't shoot out. Do you guys understand when you get these pop-up messages? Occasionally I get these and it. This one says, Deller Glodefer has been appointed to the position of diplomat of the roughness of will. I don't know what the roughness of will is and look there's all sorts of stuff about the roughness of it this is the outpost liaison and this guy's the general and this person's the baroness of jewel terror all of a sudden i'm getting all of these hold, updates hold that here. thought for a second before we move on from mm -hmm. the from the wall stuff ale for uh, 40 or sorry ale for 72 mentioned that uh, you can order a 10 by one wall and suspend all but the farthest block and then unsuspend back one by one so you can have a floating wall. Oh no, it'd collapse, wouldn't it? Then unsuspend back. I think he is talking about the problem when you are building on top of a wall and they just put in the very first stone and then block themselves off from building further. Oh, okay. So uh, you 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 uh, you suspend everything but the. Stone that is furthest away from your dwarf's and we're staircase, talking about, and then you we're talking about suspending, not as in suspending uh, and defying gravity, but suspending the job. Yeah, yeah, got it. Thank you. Okay, cool. So anyway, back to your uh, your purple text. Yeah, I don't know. I just got a whole slew of updates saying all these people have become. I mean, it just, it was like 10, 12 in a row here. All these people becoming diplomats and outpost liaisons and barons of all these different places. And so I'm wondering, oh, I see it says my person who's a diplomat and others have returned. So I'd sent somebody out and somebody's become a general and somebody's now a diplomat. You um, sent them out for oh, an attack so or probably, for a diplomatic mission? I sent them out on a mission. No, I sent them out on an ah. attack. And then I don't think they've come back yet. Looks like they're still gone. Um, <laughs> I oh, sent them out no, to attack and they come back no. as a diplomat. That's not what I wanted, guys. <laughs> oh, no. <they're, laughs> I think they're dead. <laughs> There's nobody left in the Iron Gauntlets. They're, no, they're raiding. Yeah. This is what they're doing. They're raiding this place. And I don't know. I guess they got a message back with all that information in it. But my dudes are still off on their mission. They're still busy raiding this place up here. Okay. Which appears to be a, a tower. We're going to die. So this probably is the rambliest episode that we've ever had <laughs> oh by far no by far <laughs> but to be fair we what? to be fair we were trying something new here and which is seeing if it's possible to do it like this and I, I think i think it is and i think that it works much better for you to do it than me <laughs> so 
Uh, yeah, only from the technical perspective of the like bandwidth, oh, yeah. I think. Oh, yeah. But uh, but that's uh, you know if you can't see it on the other end and there's a, a five minute lag, that's pretty tough to yep. to deal with. But yeah, you can't. Yeah, you can't. Have okay, that. so does anybody else have anything that they want to talk about on today's episode of Dwarf Fortress Roundtable? Do not have another topic to cover. All right. Well, I hope everyone has a good remainder of their week. And for all of you folks out there in podcast land, tune in to us next time. Another episode should drop in two weeks. And And let us know what you thought of uh, our our joint playing situation today. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to try to probably edit out as like I said, anything that I'm gonna clean it up anything a that bit. requires a, a view to to make sense of. The only thing I'm afraid of with mm-hmm. that is that it will have shifted the focus of the podcast from from conversation to uh, group viewing. I don't know if that's a bad thing. We'll just see what how it turns out. So. Yeah, let's see what yeah, it looks yeah. like. It will be all right. Give it a go. Yeah, could be interesting. Could be terrifying. But okay. So until next time, everybody. All right. Happy fortressing. Bye bye. See ya. This has been the Dwarf Fortress Roundtable podcast. You can find all our past episodes at dfroundtable.com. Stop by and leave a message or suggestion in the comments section for this episode. While you're there, you can subscribe to Dwarf Fortress Roundtable or find us in the podcast service of your choice. You can find video content on our YouTube channel, and you can send us an email at urist at dfroundtable.com. That's U-R-I-S-T at dfroundtable.com. Please consider donating to the creators of Dwarf Fortress at bay12games.com. If you'd like to help support this podcast, you can find us at patreon.com slash dfroundtable. This is a conversational podcast. All craft swordship is of the highest quality.